Hello everyone and welcome back to the Before the Pen podcast. Um, We're back here today. I'm Claire. And I'm Sydney. And we're here actually just on a solo episode, just the two of us, Um, but we have so much exciting things planned for today. We're going to be diving really into the sticker world and really kind of going in depth to the background behind our personal stores, some of the lessons we learned, uh, and just tips for anyone who's interested in starting a sticker store or some kind of Etsy business. Um, So Sid, actually, do you want to jump in and just talk about your store, sydneyann.studio? Yeah, so my shop is sydneyann.studio and I use Etsy as my platform for selling and I actually started with printables on my journaling account and then so many people were asking me to turn them into stickers so I like didn't really know the full process of it and I dipped my toes into the sticker world with hand cutting and just like printing them at home and cutting them with scissors And then I saved up a lot of money for a cutting machine later on. So now I do sticker sheets and that's basically it right now. I've thought about extending to memos or possibly washi tape in the future, but that will have to wait for summer. But that's like the general kind of background for my shop. So do you want to say yours, Claire? Yeah, that's so cool. Wow. Um, my store is called Cerulean Stickers. Um, the Cerulean is a kind of a pun on my name because my current like bullet journal Instagram is called Sun Cerulean, like the color. And so I was like, oh, hey, let's take Cerulean and make it Cerulean. Because um, originally I was going to plan on having my shop be like sea creature themed, like ocean themed. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So that's where the sea comes from. But then, like, that obviously didn't really happen. Like, I started with that, and then I kind of expanded to just general stickers. So my username Mm -hmm. is, like, not that relevant, but I'm also, like, (laughs) I don't know. I've considered changing it, so we'll see what happens. But um, I've actually wanted to open a sticker store for a really long time. Like, I think ever since, you know, a year into I started posting on Instagram, which was, like, back in 2018, um, because I knew that, like, I I was considering, like, I either want to go from Instagram to either YouTube or um, some kind of a sticker business because those can, like, make Mm -hmm. me a bit of money and it's, like, a different platform. But eventually I chose to go with the sticker stuff because I felt like YouTube was a little saturated, like, a lot of people were posting and it's, like, really hard to get started there, too, and, like, all the camera equipment and stuff. Um, And, like, both of these avenues are, like, you know, ways that you have to make an investment in because for YouTube, you know, you have to figure out how to do the editing, the like video taking, all of that stuff versus stickers. You also need to make an investment with the whole printing process, digital art. It's like a whole different kind of world. Um, but I actually only got down and like put my ideas um, into reality like last year during the pandemic. So like around like March-ish is when I started and then I think mm-hmm. I opened it in the middle of summer. Um, and so definitely it's been a learning process, um, but actually, Sid, do you want to kind of talk about, um, you know, some of, uh, the technical things that go behind it? Like, what are some of the, 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 like, difficulties that didn't, you didn't really expect when you started your shop? Oh, yeah. So there is definitely a lot more that goes into a shop than you would think. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many, especially like with advertising and also not only getting your designs, but figuring out the saturation that you want to print it at, how or how you're going to cut it out, and Mm -hmm. your packaging for one thing. That's a huge thing I didn't even think about before opening my shop. But Yeah. um, Yeah, so... Like, I mean, just to list a few, it's like... 
you have yeah. to consider, for example, um, for each product you make, you have to take product photos, you have to oh, yes. create graphics for your rep searches, for your shop updates, for your sales, you have to create a logo um, and like a color theme, um, you have to figure out how to use your cutting machine, design freebies and thank you notes, figure out packaging, mm-hmm. um, you know, just so many things that like, you know, figure out your pricing, figuring out how to write a good description that'll catch people's attention, just like all these things I think a lot of people overlook when they want to start a store um Mm -hmm. but I mean I'm not trying to say that to scare you away it's just um kind of the reality that like it's a lot of work that goes into it um and I guess like one of the the like most fun parts for me is kind of the design process is that the same for Mm -hmm. you Sid? Yeah I think it's either design or packaging I really like well I guess it's also design so yes design. (laughs) Yeah do you also use you know Procreate um and like you know iPad Apple Pencil kind of deal? Yeah, I use Procreate, and then to arrange everything on the sheet, I use Silhouette Studio, because I have a silhouette. Oh, me too. Yeah, so, like, I mean, (laughs) generally, how do you come up with the ideas for your sheets and, like, your designs? So, I would say, oh, that's kind of a hard question. I either think about what themes I'm doing in my bullet journal, and I, like, see what I'm doodling a lot in my journal for my weeklies and then I make stickers based on something I would use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also do functional stickers a lot because I feel like I always use those as well. And then yeah. um, for the more like decorative kind of sheets, a lot of it comes from me scrolling on my explore page on Instagram at like all the cute food accounts that make like <laughs> little tiny I don't even know how they do it, but they're just like really cute foods and then I just use those as inspo and then I'm like oh I can turn I see like a bunny made out of rice and I'm like oh my gosh I can make a whole rabbit sticker sheet made of different foods from Mm -hmm. some dessert or something so that's how I do it what about you yeah that's pretty cool yeah for me like I just have like a long list of ideas kind of on my phone Um, and then whenever I think of an idea sometimes I'm like in the shower sometimes I'm driving but when I think of an idea I like add it to the list and then when I want to draw I kind of just go there for inspiration but in terms of like how I come up with ideas I think oftentimes it's either again like from bullet journal stuff or seeing Mm -hmm. like just something I see in real life that I'm like oh this is potential to be really aesthetic or really cute um that definitely inspires me I think another cool thing I like to do is kind of combine ideas together so for example one of my sticker sheets is called blue and berry because it's like blueberries and bears but I like merge them (laughs) and so I was like you know I like bears are really cute but a lot of people have different like bear related sheets but then I was yes. like, blueberries also like are really fun to draw. They're like got a great color palette. And so I kind of merged those two ideas together. And sometimes you can come up with really cool ideas by like combining different elements um, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like one thing I've definitely learned about ideas is that uh, because you're you are creating um, stickers like to sell to people it does kind of matter what other people like um, you know mm-hmm. I used to think like oh I want to come up with the most unique idea that no one's ever thought of um, you know like one time I made a sticker sheet that was called like banjo picking girl because I was like it was like banjos and a violin and like a campfire and cowboy yeah, hat I remember you know that. like yes. yeah that kind of vibe and like that was like a really unique idea like I've never seen that online before Mm -hmm. but like that didn't sell nearly as well as like my 
you know, Care Bear cereal one did, where it's just, like, colorful yeah. bears and breakfast foods. Um, like, as basic as the, the simpler ideas were, that's what people really liked, and so that actually did, like, a ton better than, like, my more unique idea. So, like, I think what people find cute and, like, people's preferences do kind of matter, I guess, in this business because mm-hmm. you are trying to sell things. Um, I don't know, like, what are your experiences with that? Yeah, I've definitely noticed the same thing. Some of my favorite sheets sell terribly, just (laughs) absolutely horribly. And I think it's also since we're both on Etsy, I know a lot of my traffic comes from Etsy itself sometimes. Mm. So I feel like people aren't looking up the keywords in those like unique sticker sheets as much. So a lot of the times when I'm looking for stickers on Etsy, I'll just do like, oh, like cute animal stickers or like bear stickers because I love bear stickers or like cat stickers and so then that's where those sheets like those base not basic but like those more common ideas show up Mm -hmm. uh so that's like I think also one of the reasons why they sell a little bit better yeah but I've definitely noticed the same thing where some of my more unique ideas do not sell at all yeah yeah like no one's gonna be like let's look for banjo stickers now (laughs) you know I know okay but if someone does look that up then they're gonna buy it because you're you're like the only only choice there there. (laughs) so there's like that benefit but then you like don't get in the algorithm as much I guess but that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother topic that's insane in itself I also think, like, the general guideline would be, like, you should make something that you would be really happy with using yourself. Because, like, for me, um, one thing that I do in my journal is that, like, I look for stickers that have a certain color palette because all of my Mm -hmm. weekly spreads are, like, pink and blue this week, green and orange next week. And so I always match my stickers with my color palette. Um, And so Mm -hmm. when I was designing my stickers, I tried to have them, make them have like good color palettes or be able to like be used easily because they have to be like colors that can easily fit with other colors versus like kind of like a dull grayish brown, like not many people are going to use that as much. That's my like biggest struggle, I think, when designing stickers is that I like struggle to get a color palette that is like cohesive enough between all of the different um, designs that I'm making for one sheet because they can be Mm -hmm. like one thing could be completely unrelated to the other, but they have to look good together. So it's hard to (laughs) pick colors. Mm -hmm. And then also I actually do. This is kind of unrelated a little bit. But when you said you do your stickers, you match it to your color themes in your journals, right? Yeah, sometimes. So what I do when I use stickers in my journal is I pick the stickers and then I choose the colors based off of the stickers. So I do like the reverse thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I always choose the colors first and then I file through my stickers and find the ones that match and everything. That's cool. I do the opposite. It's weird. Oh wow. (laughs) That's I mean that's like pretty cool. Yeah. So do you like um? So when you're designing stickers, do you have kind of like a go-to color palette that you have like saved or do you just kind of like choose what you think works best um, every time? I have a saved color palette, but sometimes I find myself altering the color slightly based on like how, I don't know how to describe it, but like if I have something that needs to be blue, I have three different saved colors of blue, Mm -hmm. so I can use one of those three, but sometimes I'll like for shadows and stuff, I make it a little bit darker or a little bit more muted. So there's like undertones, they're all the same, but then all the shadows and highlights I put on them are all different for each sheet. So it's like kind of similar. Yeah, I think pretty much similar here, yeah. Um, I guess like 
going into the whole design process like do you find that most of your designs are fairly like two-dimensional or three-dimensional because I've definitely seen you know stickers that um amazing stickers from both these art styles uh like mm-hmm. I know like Carol Lee art um like her stickers they at least like the ones that I have are like fairly two-dimensional as in like they don't have yes, a lot of shading and stuff but yeah. they're still so cute and like they like work really I well know. but then like bucket of si- bucket of stickers um like Claire and Kristen's shop you know their stickers are more three-dimensional they have like shading mm-hmm. and highlights and stuff and there's also look incredible too so I feel like yes. there's like you know you can have amazing stickers from either side but like which one do you prefer more I don't know if I have a preference because personally, I think in my store, I, I don't know how many now because I've discontinued some of the sticker sheets, but I have both. So like I have some that I put a lot of shading into and then a lot of my like more cutesy stickers, I'd say they're not really shaded very well at all. <laughs> they're just kind of like flat and 2D, but I still like the look of them. So I guess it just depends on what I'm drawing. But typically, when I'm drawing animals, I don't add shading, which is weird. But, like, I don't add shading to animals, but I add shading to, like, anything that's edible. Oh. Or just objects. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. No, that makes but sense. Yeah. Do you... I don't even... I know. Do you add a lot of shading? I feel like... Yeah, I feel like generally I, I try to shade my drawings. It's I feel like it's kind of hard because I feel like once I started shading, I got I started being like really committed to shading. So if mm-hmm. I had something that was like not shaded, it just like felt really weird. <laughs> like I just chose yes. the shading life, you know. Um, but like for me, none of my shading is like like gradient. It's all very like like I only use like a monoline kind of thing where it's like mm-hmm. my shading will be like a clear shaded. Color. Oh yeah, like, that's how, you know how I do some it people too. have like yeah. an airbrushed um, shade uh-huh. thing, but like I guess like my shading is still very like that. I know that bucket of stickers like their shading used to be more like like the same as mine, but I think now they've transitioned their style to be more like the gradient yes. version, which I've like they honestly that. looks really good. Like yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know. I think digital art is still something that I'm like learning and trying to experiment with so I don't think I'm 100% like there with what I think my ideal style would be but I think it's still something that I'm like learning from. Me too. I'm constantly debating whether I should change my style and I'm still in the process right now. Like I really want to just make like better art. I'm so bad at digital art compared to like if I could just draw it in pencil with shading it would look so good but then on the (laughs) iPad I'm like no why does it look so weird? Yeah yeah it's It's definitely hard yeah. Yeah but I totally get that. Mm -hmm. I like both styles honestly. Uh, Do you want to go into how the actual like physical creation of the sticker sheet and how you cut your stickers did yeah, you ever sure. I can start kind off of, with hand cutting? Yeah, explain the process. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people think the process of making stickers is really complicated, but it's actually not as scary as it uh, seems once you kind of mm-hmm. know the steps. Um, you know, it's just the main piece of machinery you need is like or you don't need but a lot of people have is like a cutting machine um the two most notable brands are silhouette and cricket um they're kind of like rivals they're like which one do i choose yeah um we can go into the difference (laughs) later but so generally what i do is i purchase sticker paper it's just like normal you know white paper but instead it's like special sticker paper where like when you cut it you can peel it off um and so i run that through my color printer and i just print my designs and then I put my printed design into the cutting machine and it'll go through and do all the little kiss cuts and create my stickers just like that. Um, the thing with this Cricut versus Silhouette 
So what I've heard, I don't know if this is true, what I've heard yeah. is that the silhouette is more reliable in the sense that, like, when you get it to work, it works really well. Like, um, yes. I've talked to people who use Cricut, they have a lot of problems sometimes, but for my silhouette, like, it cuts very precisely, I rarely have to redo things, but that's because my silhouette works well. Um, the problem yes. with silhouette is that <laughs> I don't even know how many people have, like, gotten a silhouette, but then it just wouldn't register the marks, it just wouldn't work, it wouldn't turn on, like, so many problems have happened, um, so, like, I guess it's, like, the, the silhouette, like, just is more finicky, it's, like, harder to use, but if it works right, it works really well, um, I don't know, you have a silhouette too, right, like, what's your experience Yes. I have had a pretty good experience overall, definitely, um, was a bit of a struggle at the beginning to get it set the up. The beginning is hard. A couple yeah. of hours. Yeah, a little bit of tears, but that's okay. Oh, okay. And um, I think that the issue I had at the beginning, and I've noticed a lot of people have had this on Instagram too when they start their shops, is that you have to make sure your blade is in correctly because mm. for the longest time, I just was putting it on the highest pressure, the highest thing. My blade wasn't pushed all the way down, so it never completely cut through the sticker paper. Oh, wow. So you need to like really make sure that it's incorrectly. And then mm-hmm. um, also I've had recently actually that I've had a little bit of an offset on my cutting and it's been a little bit too much to the side on like one specific part of the paper Mm -hmm. so it's like the bottom right corner always is a little bit off so Mm -hmm. I think that's also my tip for that is to really just make sure that your mat that you're cutting on is completely sticky and it's not dirty Yes, if you have like a little piece of it that isn't sticky, the paper will slide and then that's when you get the weird off-cut thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think, but overall I've definitely heard, I've never had a Cricut, but from 9 out of 10 people I know that have a Cricut and a Silhouette, they like definitely prefer the Silhouette. But I know there's a couple people that, like you were saying, they never got their Silhouette to work. So yeah, I, I think, think we're like, talking about the same person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I think the, the Cricut itself is just like, um, it's also, I'm not sure if it's more or less expensive, but, um, the Cricut, like, it, it's, it's an easier learning curve, but it's just in terms mm-hmm. of overall, you know, precision in the long run, it doesn't really do as well, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, doesn't the Cricut not have different settings that you can, like, cut all the way through the paper and kiss cut on the same thing? I'm pretty I'm sure you can sure. only, <laughs> I've, okay, I'm pretty sure you can only, like, kiss cut it, and then you have to cut it out with, like, yourself. Unless you just program it to cut around the edge for, okay, like, well, 20 times. Here's my hot take. I'm kind of like grandma, so I never bothered to learn how to cut all the way through on my silhouette. So I still hand cut the... Like, I use a paper cutter to oh. cut my sheets out. Yeah. Okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Because you put, like, corner rounding, and my silhouette just corner rounds for me. I just, like, peel it off, and it's ready for to put in the oh, package. Okay, I should learn how to do that. That probably would be oh. good. <laughs> I'll teach you. No, I just, yeah. I just like, yeah, I just like uh, manually cut the the paper, like okay, with the with the paper sense. cutter. Oh, yeah. okay, so that is good to I know. Mean, you know, I'm learning something new every day. <laughs> yeah. So that's, no, I'm sure there's like features the... of the silhouette I haven't unlocked. I just kind of have not gotten around to it. Um, <laughs> but I would say like my biggest tip for using the silhouette would be like lighting is so 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 important yes. i cannot stress that enough like if your silhouette is having issues with like reading the registration marks or just like cutting really off-centered i feel like um, a lot of the time it's because of the lighting um you don't necessarily want 
direct sunlight or like whatever what you want actually mm-hmm. is just very consistent lighting i've noticed that sometimes when i when i have like the house lights on like when i'm cutting at night if i even like cast a small shadow over it or if i like move my body and my like reflection against my jacket changes on the if I'm bending over it it can affect the registration marks so just like mm-hmm. while it's scanning everything and like trying to calibrate just make sure that you're not changing the environment the sun isn't peeking out all of a sudden just like keep everything as consistent as possible and then the registration marks should be like mostly fine is that your experience yeah, too it should be yeah, I've definitely noticed that when I cut stickers at night, it's a lot more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like have to kind of stay away from it. I can't lean over it while it's registering. Yeah, yeah you can't my go shadow will here. just completely <laughs> mess it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it'll just start like making this weird noise and <laughs> go back to the beginning. Yeah, it's a it's a process, but definitely make sure you have consistent lighting over the entire surface that it's cutting. So mm-hmm. that's. One of the best tips, I'd say, as well for silhouette. Yeah. And, like, okay. I guess, like, in terms of learning how to use the machine, I would just, like, watch a YouTube video or something. Yes. Um, you know, YouTube definitely, videos. like, do your research. I think a big, big part of opening a business is, like, looking into it. Like, because you have mm-hmm. to learn how to price things. You have to learn how to package things. Um, I remember I used to, like, since, like, a few years ago, I used to screenshot people's stories when they would post rep packages or, like, a lot of shops' stories. Like, when they were, like, packing orders, I would screenshot them for, like, inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have, like, years' yes. worth of screenshots still in my phone. <laughs> and it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool how far, like, you would be able to go from that. Um, so yeah, I guess the next big debate is Etsy or Shopify or like your own website. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. So I would say personally, uh, when I started my sticker shop, I had a small following. I think I was around like 900 followers when I started my shop, Mm. but I think that I still needed to use Etsy because it not only gives you traffic from like if you have an Instagram or some other social media platform, mm-hmm. but it also allows you to have like that search system and that SEO through through their app. So a lot of people that don't follow you on Instagram or your other platform can still find you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just very useful for a newer shop, but it also has a lot of fees and mm-hmm. you have to account for that in your prices, which can... Um, definitely make you a little less, I don't know how to describe it. A a lot of people go for the cheaper option and you need to make sure you're still making profit. So you have to price your items higher on Mm -hmm. Etsy. But if you have your own Shopify, then just know that you're going to be, you are the sole reason you are getting traffic to your website. So you need to make sure that Mm -hmm. you have like a good advertising system set up, but it also is more profitable in the long run. Yeah. I would say, yes. like, Etsy is great for beginners because of a few reasons. The first, like you said, is that Etsy will advertise for you so you can reach people mm-hmm. through the platform. If they're just looking for cute stickers, you know, your result might pop up. Um, another thing about Etsy that's great is that they it's a very trusted website. You know, everyone knows and loves Etsy. Like, people like to support, support small businesses there. Um, and I think, really importantly, Etsy also handles all the payment things for you. You know, yes, like, if you're just selling things online, like commissions, it's like do you take pen pal do you use venmo can i give you a bank transfer but like etsy will take care of that you know credit card no problem mm-hmm. they'll, they'll do all the payment you know side of things for you 
the downside, like Sid said, is that Etsy takes a lot of your money. Um, just to like give you some context, for every listing you put up, that's 20 cents. And if your listing sells out, like if someone buys your product, Etsy will automatically renew your listing, but that's another 20 cents. So basically, every single yes. time someone makes a purchase, that's a 20 cents that Etsy's taking. And then on top of that, Etsy takes 5% of your profits for like a, a payment fee or whatever. And then there are additional like tax fees, transaction fees, and whatnot. And so it definitely really adds up in the long run. Like That's a lot of money. I can look back and be like, oh man, I lost so much money to Etsy. <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's kind of the price you pay for um, the platform. Um, yes. So I think that's why it's really important to look at, you know, what kind of a following you have, um, because like Sid said, if Etsy is, if most of your traffic is driven by yourself, then it's not really worth to stay there with all of mm-hmm. the fees, um, especially if you have like a large following. So that's why a lot of people, um, like I can name a ton of stores, like Bucket of Stickers, Procrastinator Co., like Paper Drop Co., all of them, they started off on Etsy, and then once they got going and they had, like, a large following, they moved off to, like, Big Cartel or Shopify or other, like, sites with their own domain where they were able to still have, you know, customers returning and everything, but they didn't have to worry about losing as much money to, like, Etsy anymore. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Have you ever thought about moving to Shopify or, like, your own website, or are you still staying with Etsy for a while? I think I'm definitely planning to stay with Etsy for a bit. I think I probably would only move once I pro- I hit like maybe like a thousand sales or a bit more than that. Same. Actually, that's what I was thinking. I, think, like, I was like, yeah, you can look at the percentage of like how much Etsy's bringing you traffic versus how much mm-hmm. you're bringing traffic. And I think right now for the percentages, like the ratio, it's still kind of worth it for me to be on the platform. Me too. Mine's fifty fifty actually. So oh, it's wow. like. Yeah, definitely staying here for a little while. And I also just um, don't have the time during the school year to, like, dedicate a ton of energy into, like, creating a website and maintaining it Mm -hmm. um, for my shop because it's already a struggle in itself to run a shop while you're in high school. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's just this whole... Like we said before, it's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to get you yeah, your stickers. Yeah, it's a lot more than you so think just, it is. Yes, it's a lot of time each week that you have to put into it. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any tips then, I guess, for being able to balance everything since, you know, I know you're really busy. You have like so much going on. Yeah, yeah I don't know if I'm um, the best. I'm not even doing the best at it right now. I'm not going to lie. It's very difficult going back full time with school mm-hmm. and then also doing a shop and like running Instagram and everything. But I would say that the biggest tip would be don't put it before your schoolwork and your like other, um, my other activities is I always keep it for later at night when I need to relax or do something to just kind of put my brain to rest at the end of the day is I'll pack Mm -hmm. orders, I'll like design something or cut stickers. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a good way to like the whole process in itself for me is pretty calming. I don't know how it is for you, but like, yeah, I yeah. really <laughs> enjoy packing orders. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think packing orders might be my second favorite part of the whole thing. But I also do a lot of prep on the weekends. I cut and like print everything on the weekends so then I can ship it out throughout the week if I get an order. Oh, yeah, I see. That's, it's, it's just all about your management with it. And if you ever feel like you're overwhelmed, you can always put your shop, or at least for Etsy, you can put your shop on vacation so that no one can buy from you for like mm-hmm. a, a day or two so that you get caught up because it's a mess if you get behind in your orders. 
yeah. yeah. I think I, like, just have a few days a week where I do orders and stuff, um, you know, because, like, if you have orders, sometimes it's like, oh, I got a new order, let me go go package it, and when you're done and all ready to go, you get another order, and it's like, darn, I should have just I waited know. and done the two of them together, um, yep. so I have, like, a few dedicated days of the week where I, like, you know, do catch up on orders and stuff, because um, also, like, you know, my processing time is, like, up to three business days, and so you don't have to necessarily Same. respond the next day, you know, you have some, like, leeway time to, like, balance things yeah. out, um, and I think, like, I definitely, in terms of the designing new stickers, my production of, like, posting on social media and stuff varies on my like how busy I am like I remember in the summer I was like grinding designs every week and then now I'm just like you know every month maybe I'll come with something new like once a month seems like fine for me (laughs) and so I think it's definitely um a commitment but like like Sid said like it's okay to put it on the back burner if you have other things to deal with Mm -hmm. do you have any like funny customer service stories or like challenges like do you have like lost mail ever Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm actually going through this process right now where an entire batch of orders I sent out was all lost in the mail. No. Yeah. I know. It was like $200 worth of orders gone. And yeah, so (laughs) I'm a little bit stressed right now just trying to figure out um, whether I should refund certain people or if they want me to like ship out the stickers again, but then I'm losing money because I'm remaking all the stickers and using the stamps and they were international. So it's a dollar and 20 cents to send it out instead of just 55. Yeah. Yeah, It's a whole, it's so hard because you have to figure out whether you want to like trust the post postal service in general. You're like, okay, Mm. I'm trusting you to deliver this to my customer. And then when it doesn't get there, it's like, it's not my fault that it didn't get there, but the customers still think it's my fault. Yeah. So it's just the issue of like, trying to communicate to them like I sent your package out it's just Mm -hmm. it didn't reach you not because I didn't send it out but because it got lost on the way and so it's just I don't know whether to refund or just to like not do anything about it and be like well it's not my problem but I feel bad about that so how do you deal with that sort of situation Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been for pretty fortunate that I haven't lost, like, any major packages. Like, occasionally an order mm-hmm. will, um, occasionally an order will, like, get lost. But I typically, so on my website, my policy is that, you know, if order gets lost in mail, that's not my fault. Like, I have it in my description. Yeah. But I always kind of feel bad, so I just send them another one, just, you know, because That's anyways. exactly what I do. Um, and I also think, like, <laughs> because I charge $1.50 for shipping, Part of that oh. is the buffer for, like, if something like this happens. Because realistically speaking, um, you know, mailing something domestic is 55 cents. so mm-hmm. okay, Plus, like, 15 cents if it's, like, over um, an ounce. Um, and then, obviously, there's the cost of all the materials of packaging, like, the envelopes, the, um, the thank you notes, the, like, plastic sleeves, all of that. But even with all of that included, I'm still, like, a few cents below 150 because I I like I purposefully charge the shipping like a tiny bit more just so in case someone's order gets lost that kind of buffers that you know what I mean um and so like some people just you know I feel like I feel like the shipping is like a fair price still because I I put it on top of my products like I don't have it embedded into the 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 cost of the price itself I yeah I do the embedding yeah yeah but I generally like 
try to resend out, um, you know, orders if they get lost. Um, do you have, like, a P.O. box, actually? Or just, you put your address or no address? No, I, okay, what I do is, if it is above $15 on the order, mm-hmm. then I put my address on it. If it's below, I don't put my address on it, and then I just, like, hope it gets there. But I've never, ever had a package returned to me. Oh, really? So, yeah, so I feel like I don't have to put my address on any of it. Mm-hmm. But, or if I know the person, then I put my address on it just because I want, like, if something does go wrong, I want it to come back to me and not just be, like, lost forever. Mm-hmm. So if I get, like, a $40 order or something like that, yes, I'm putting my address on it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, please don't, like, come haunt me or... Yeah, <laughs> do, don't stop come to my house. <laughs> don't come to my house, but, like, yeah, yeah. I'll put my address on expensive orders but Uh, i've definitely considered getting a p.o box because i still don't feel comfortable putting it on even if they're expensive yeah i don't know that's one of the but it's expensive to get a p.o box it is that's the thing like Like, so i actually do have a p.o box (laughs) yeah Um, that's no i mean i feel like getting it was kind of a mistake because it's not that worth it in my opinion Uh, but i happened to when i got the p.o box i coincidentally got like a really special number which is like crazy because it's like a three-digit number and everything but it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's a cool number that i was like my favorite number or like meaningful for my family and i happened to get that so now i don't want to return the p.o box because if i do i'm never going to be able to get that number again (laughs) so i just like kept with it because i was like whatever um i think it's like 30 or 40 dollars for three months so it's like 10 dollars a month almost oh dang Um, but like i can't do that yeah all in all like you know it's whatever you know at least i'm still making profit you know (laughs) making more than 10 dollars a month so i'll be fine um but yeah it definitely is a business expense and i would not necessarily recommend it for everyone um but if you're like popping off in orders making a lot of money like I feel like it'd be nice because if you have to send out that many orders, sending them from your house can kind of be a little bit dangerous. Yes. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess, like, we're pretty much hitting the mark. But just, like, one last topic is, like, do you think, like, starting a business, like, what are some of the lessons you've learned just, you know, both in in the creation of your stickers, selling it, or just, like, overall, like, becoming, venturing into the business world, what are some lessons you've learned from that? That's a tough question. Um, I'd say that I've definitely learned to respect and appreciate all business owners, whether Mm -hmm. they're like big corporations or tiny startup businesses. They all do so much work in the background and you may just, you see the product you're ordering, you click purchase and then it arrives at your house a couple Mm -hmm. weeks or days later. So you just kind of don't really think about what goes on behind the scenes. And it's a lot of time commitment and um, just a lot of detail work in itself, especially if it's home run. So I guess I've learned that it is definitely worth it to shop small because you're supporting someone that is working hard and putting so much effort into what they're creating and loving what they do. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely learned that much and it has influenced my life in general. Just I've started shopping with a lot more small businesses thrift businesses, things like that, and it's just a lot better for the environment and and just, like, the economy in general, so yeah, I yeah. guess I've learned that from that perspective, and then I think definitely. I've also just learned how to manage my time, definitely, and mm-hmm. also um, that it is possible to have money, cre- make money with something that you enjoy and something mm-hmm. creative, so don't shy away from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
I think something that the most important thing I've learned, I guess, is just like perseverance because with any mm-hmm. business, there's always going to be periods of highs and lows. Um, and I think like not giving up is such an important, you know, thing. And like, I remember when I was telling my mom, like, hey, I want to get a sticker cutter. It was like 180. Um, and the thing is, I actually got it super on sale. Like, I know that the silhouette cameo yeah, now mine was is a lot like, more than that. Yeah, 200, <laughs> 300. But like, I got mine like several years ago because I remember like I wanted to do mm-hmm. this for a really long time. I just never got around to actually opening the shop. Um, but I got it for like 180. And so that was like a fairly large business expense because, you know, it's like a one time purchase. But I was like hoping I'd be able to make everything back. Um, but I'm like so thankful that I did it and I stuck with it because looking back I can see like how much I progressed and like how I was how I was able to overcome like the times where it's like you release new products or you run a sale and then like no one really buys anything and it's really discouraging but like all in all just like keep going you know pushing through it is definitely something really important um and I think another important thing is to not compare yourself to others because I remember like for a period I was like looking at other stores that were also starting up and like they would be getting like hundreds of sales every weekend and stuff like that and then I would be like well why are my designs not as good as theirs like why why am I not like why is my store not doing as good as theirs but I feel like if you focus on like having a growth mindset instead of like how can I make my designs better how can I improve my you know my quality of my art how can I become a better business um like, that's a better mindset than thinking, how can I be like someone else? Because, I don't know, just, like, everyone has their own kind of unique value. And so, like, just being able to expand upon that and, like, find, like, your own niche is, like, really important. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think this I is a pretty long episode, but we also yes. had a lot to talk about. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, and so, yeah, definitely check out our stores if you want. Um, yes. Want to shout out yours? Check them out. Yes, mine is sydneyann.studio. It's in the bio of my Instagram account for journaling, so yes. that's the easiest way to get there. Yes, mine is Cerulean Stickers. Cerulean as in like S-E-A. Cerulean but Cerulean. I don't know. The name is the name is a work in progress. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening again. You can yes, follow us at so Before the Pen Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and as usual, we'll see you guys all next week. Bye, guys. Bye.